Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to Score Values on 670 The Score. I'm Alex Kuhn. Today we will tell you about an organization with a mission of providing no-kill communities for homeless animals as well as avoiding overpopulation of animals and promoting overall animal welfare. Also, we will discuss an organization providing court-appointed special advocates for children and teens in the foster system. The organization is based in Lake County. We welcome Susanna Wickham, the CEO of Paws Chicago, to the show. Susanna, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for the nice intro. Yeah, well, well, thanks for joining us today. And, you know, Pause Chicago is an organization that is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts here in the city. But for those who don't know, tell everyone a little bit about what you guys do at Pause Chicago. Absolutely. So we are the largest no-kill shelter in the Midwest. And what that means is that on average, about 98 to 99 percent of the animals that come through our doors uh, through our adoption program, and that's about 5,000 animals a year, um, we rescue and we take care of any medical needs they have. And and about 98 to 99 percent go on to be adopted. So really, we are focused on healing the health and behavioral needs of all the pets that come to us, uh, even when they have contagious disease or they need surgery. We're really focused on life-saving. And in addition to that, that represents about 20 percent of the animals we touch every year. The other 80 percent of the animals we touch are owned pets uh, in communities that don't have access to veterinarians. And we're providing things like free and low-cost spay-neuter surgeries. That's a big focus of our organization because we really want to prevent pet euthanasia and homelessness. And the way you do that is not just through adoption, but through prevention. Susanna Wickham, the CEO of Paws Chicago, joining joining us this morning on Score Values. And you guys talk a lot about the no-kill revolution. You mentioned it a little bit there. What is it and, and how has Paws been at the forefront of it? Yeah, well, so we have been focused on life-saving since day one. So when our organization was founded 26 years ago, our founders, Paul and Alexis Viseas, really focused on building out a large-scale no-kill model for Chicago. And what that meant was focusing on a few different pillars. Uh, the, the way our organization really began and it's foundational is with free and low-cost spay-neuter. So we opened a clinic in 2001, and on average, we do about 15,000 surgeries a year there that are free and low 
cost. And the animals that are coming to us for those surgeries may not otherwise have access to veterinary care. So it's really important for us because we establish relationships with people in communities. We offer vaccinations for their pets that are free and low cost. Um, for certain communities, we offer free medical care uh, in order to engage them in our spay-neuter program. And in the lifetime of PAWS, we've done about 312,000 free and low-cost spay-neuter surgeries. So as you can imagine, that has prevented the suffering and death of millions of pets over, over the lifetime of our organization. And what that has meant is that more than 90% of the animals that previously were being guilt, killed in Chicago when we were founded, now that number has the euthanasia numbers have dropped by more than 90% uh, because primarily of spay-neuter. Adoption is super important, but when we were founded, more than 42,000 animals were killed in Chicago that year. As an organization, we find homes for about 5,000 a year. So as you can imagine, if, if you can't find homes for 42,000, what you really need to focus on is the prevention of um, an overpopulation of pets that may not be able to find homes. Certainly makes sense. And you guys do a lot of community engagement, as as you have to, with finding a lot of these animals' uh, uh, homes. And you mentioned certain communities. You do surgeries for, for uh, at low cost or no cost to these animals. Talk about some of the ways that you engage with the community to get your message out and, and find these animals' homes. Yeah, community engagement is the foundation of everything we do because we have found that people, when they get engaged in the cause of pet homelessness, they really want to be a part of the solution. So one of the ways that our adoption program has been so meaningful is you know, the 5,000 people a year who adopt from us for those pets. Um, in the lifetime of PAWS, it's over 80,000 adoptions that we've had. Those people become attuned to the mission and they get involved in different ways. Maybe they participate in our events or they become hands-on volunteers or they become fosters. So we've built this groundswell of support that allows us then to fund the work that we want to do that is above and beyond our adoption program. So that means our community medicine program, our vaccine clinic, our spay-neuter clinic. Um, we've, we've really worked to engage all of Chicago in the various ways that they can either by taking care of their own pet and staying and neutering their own pet or being involved in these efforts in their own community or more broadly, you know, volunteering or fundraising to help support this mission, how everybody can be a part of the solution. And we're fortunate because so many people have raised their hands to get involved. And my job is to make sure we engage so many more every single day. You mentioned volunteers and you guys uh, in 2022 had over 95,000 volunteer hours outside of adoption. What type of volunteers are you looking for at Paws Chicago? How can people get involved? I would say, so our greatest need is that at any given time, we have a few hundred pets in our population, usually about five to 600 pets. And so maybe there are, you know, 60 to 90 at our adoption center. And those cats and dogs need uh, socialization. The dog needs, dogs need walks. Uh, they need time as they're waiting for adoption. They need humans to um, help make their stay more comfortable at our adoption center. Uh, similarly, and an even greater need is we have a huge population of cats and dogs at our medical center, which is the most advanced homeless pet hospital in the region. And at our medical center, 
sometimes the animals are waiting for something simple like a spay-neuter surgery that they might be a day or two, you know, waiting for. Um, or sometimes they have a greater medical need that will require for them to be in, in our care for longer. And so we really need people to come out uh, and especially walk the dogs at our medical center because when they arrive with us, um, especially since there is a surge in owner relinquishments nationwide right now. If you can imagine a dog arriving at our medical center and is house trained or a cat that has lived in a home before, they need a lot of human interaction. And so we really um, are always looking for volunteers to come and, and get involved and spend time with our animals. And especially in the case of dogs that need hands-on walking at any given time, if we have a hundred dogs at our medical center, getting three to five walks a day, you can imagine the amount of labor hours that entails. And it's much more efficient for us as an organization to recruit volunteers to help with that work so that we can really focus on our team providing the medical care, the, the veterinary care that they need that really only uh, our veterinary team can provide. Susanna Wickham, the CEO of Paws Chicago, joining us, joining us this morning on Score Values. And you mentioned it a little bit. You touched on it a little bit. But how do a lot of these animals end up uh, at Paws Chicago? Yeah, we really intentionally lo- located our medical center, which is our, our homeless pet hospital and clinic, uh, about a mile and a half from animal care and control. And that's the city pound And the reason is because the majority of our pets do come from Chicago. They either come from the pound, they come to us directly as strays or as owner relinquishments or from other Chicago area sources. And then, of course, we're also well known for our disaster relief efforts um, in other high kill states or um, in areas of natural disasters. So we are known to bring in animals from outside of Chicago, but we're also very focused on Chicago. So our team goes to the city pound nearly every day, um, taking in as many pets as we've made room for the previous day. So on, on any given day, 15 animals go from our medical center to the adoption center in the morning, and that creates space for new animals to come in. So we're constantly uh, putting pets in foster so that we can create more space and take more pets. And we get urgent calls every day because we have a vet staff of uh, nine veterinarians doing our shelter medicine program and our surgical program. Uh, and then we have about 40 veterinary technicians who are also highly skilled, highly trained staff. And we get the calls from animal care and control when they have a pet that comes in that needs emergency surgery. They have you know, been hit by a car and someone dropped them off and they're suffering and in pain. And instead of letting that animal be euthanized, we do what you would do for your own pet, which is we uh, rescue it immediately and often within an hour that cat or dog is in surgery with someone at our team so that strategic location um, you know five to ten minute drive from animal care and control is really important for the work that PAWS does because that is why we are able to focus on this really uh, high level life saving that wouldn't be possible if we didn't have this infrastructure set up. Susanna, for those who are thinking about adopting, what can they expect as far as the matching and the adoption process goes? Well, we really have a thoughtful approach to matchmaking and adoption because we know from our own experience that every home has distinct needs and every pet has distinct needs. So we really focus our training and behavior team on a 
assessing every single pet and its needs. Is this one very shy? Uh, is this one that doesn't seem to like a lot of noise? Um, maybe it's a cat or dog that we know doesn't like to be with other pets or really craves being around other pets. So, and then we also know from our our own our own lifestyles, you know, some people want a dog that they can train for the marathon with, and some people want a couch potato that just wants to snuggle. So maybe a senior pet is a better fit. So we do something called the compatibility quiz, where we ask all these lifestyle questions to determine, you know, what's your home environment. For instance, if you have a toddler, we might recommend a different pet than if you have teenagers, uh, just based on what we know about the animal behavior. And then we will do our best based on your answers to tell you, these are the pets in our current population that fit your exact needs and that we would recommend meeting. Now, of course, all of that often goes out the window when people come to the adoption center and they meet a pet that they fall in love with and they decide, you know, I'm going to take home two cats today, not one. And we love that. You know, we love for the um, matchmaking to also be um you know, based on, on a real connection and real love, you may go in thinking you want a puppy and then you fall in love with the senior pet that has been waiting for just the right person. We encourage that too, but we do like to start with an idea of where you need to be with a pet that fits your home environment so that we can really ensure a long-term match. You know, what we're trying to avoid is someone takes a pet home and then three months later, once the pet has fully acclimated, they decide, you know, this is not the pet I wanted. We don't want that to happen. We want people to go home with the right pet for them. So our process is really pretty involved, um, but it's it's done with absolute love and intention to to make that perfect match. And you guys have adoption events, another one coming up uh, on October 14th at Avent Men and uh, Avent for Men in Highland Park. There was one yesterday at, at Mariano's. W- what are are these uh, events like and, and, and what, what can people expect from them? Oh, we love doing adoption events because, you know, we have people come into our adoption center every day, but then also... Sometimes people don't know they're looking for a pet or sometimes they don't know to come to pause. So we bring our pets all over the place, all over the city and suburbs all the time. And usually at an adoption event, we'll have anywhere from two to six dogs. And uh, we just let people to get up close, meet and fall in love. Um, because we know that many people when looking for a pet might search on a website, but again, it's like a lot like dating, <laughs> uh, you know, you might see something you think is interesting. And then when you meet someone in person, it's different. We want to get our, our homeless pets out there as much as possible in the public so that people can really make that intense connection and adopt. Well, the marathon, the, the Bank of America Chicago Marathon coming up on October 8th. I know you guys have plenty of runners and, and, and uh, uh, festivities planned around it. What, what do you have in store this year? Well, we're so excited because we've been growing every year. And our marathon program, it really is the first fundraiser that started for PAWS. And this year is our biggest year yet. We have about 450 runners who are going to have their team PAWS singlets on. And people always say, like, it seems like everyone's running for PAWS. And that is our goal. Um, We are the largest local charity team. And we have people cheering them on along the route. We have um, just a, a big celebration planned. You know, I think for people who are putting in those miles, having that extra layer of meaning that they're running to help pets, these voiceless, innocent pets 
that are just looking for a second chance, it really motivates them to keep going when the going gets tough on the route and in the training. Um, And so we just have this really wonderful marathon program. And one of the things that's cool is that every single year we have this huge team, and this is our biggest one, and next year it's hopefully even bigger. But every single year, about 80% of our runners are are new. They're not, they didn't run last year. Uh, Because this is really a bucket list item for a lot of people. You know, it's not for, for, for most people running it every year is would be harder to do on their health. You know, we do have a few, a few folks who are just those determined uh, repeat runners. So every year we're building this team pause group from scratch, basically, and we're cultivating new people. So we're soon to be launching uh, our, our recruits for 2024. And we encourage people to kind of to look at what we're doing and to sign up for it because you don't have to have a ton of, running experience. The marathon is something that pretty much anyone can do. And there is a training protocol. So we hope that people go out to the marathon this year, see the amazing team pause team and decide I want to be a part of that because it really does fund a lot of the work that we do for cats and dogs. You lead me right to my next question. Yes, this year you guys are are full and you you have all, all the runners set for 2023. Can folks sign up already to uh, possibly be part of Team Pause in 2024? Yes. Uh, I believe the date is September 29th when registration opens, and they can sign up. And uh, it's uh, a slightly different fundraising ask if they do it before the lottery. Uh, They have to raise $1,250 for Team Pause. Uh, if they register now, if they wait till December, it's seventeen fifty. So there is an incentive to sign up now uh, before the lottery happens. And we would just encourage people, even if they've never done it before, to consider it because you're joining this amazing community of animal lovers. And we make it fun and inspiring along the way. And it really is one of the most important things we do to save the lives of cats and dogs. Susanna Wickham, the CEO of Paws Chicago. Before we let you go. Tell people what they can find at your website, pausechicago.org. Oh, they can find lots of adoptable cats and dogs. And even if you're not looking for one, it's just fun to look at all the beautiful faces. And I would tell people we have a constant need for volunteers, especially at our medical center. And the work is gratifying. You know, these these sweet animals, they come in with so much trust in their eyes and so much love, no matter what they've been through. And they might just need someone to, you know, spend a few minutes with them, take them on a walk. Uh, It's really, really gratifying work. And then we also need fosters because as the, the city pound population continues to surge and it's been happening all year, the way we make space for more animals in our hospital is as, as, cats and dogs are recovering um, and if they're not ready for adoption they often recover better from a surgery let's say a limb surgery or you know a mass is removed or they have heartworm and you know they might have a condition that requires medical treatment and they will recover so much better in a home than they would if they were staying at a hospital for a couple of months and we give our fosters everything they need to succeed we provide the medical care we provide the food the supplies all we need is a home, and our foster community is incredible, and it is one of the most rewarding things you can do. So I would encourage anyone listening, if you love animals, even if you have animals at home already, as long as they are friendly and social, we could probably match you with a foster. So we would love listeners to consider uh, signing up to be a volunteer or a foster. Susanna, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Great stuff. 
Oh, thank you so much. We love talking about animals. It's my favorite thing to talk about. So thank you for your time today. That's Susanna Wickham, the CEO of Paws Chicago. The Once again, the website, pawschicago.org. For many children who go into the foster system due to neglect of parents, the world can be a cruel place. Instead of having stability and a safe place to be a kid and learn and grow, into their lives come dozens of strangers. It includes police, foster parents, social workers, and, and more. A national organization with a branch in Lake County known as Casa Lake County provides court-appointed special advocates to build relationships with these kids and have their best interests at heart as they go through the system. We now welcome Brendan Siegfried, the Director of Development for Casa Lake County, court-appointed special advocates of Lake County. Brendan, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, we're delighted to have you this morning. Why don't, well, why don't we start here? Tell us a little bit about uh, CASA of Lake County and what you guys do. Sure. Um, like you said, CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates. Um, we're a volunteer-based organization that works in partnership with the court system uh, to support and advocate for children in the foster care system. Yeah, and it's interesting because I look at your guys' website and you you mention that the children go into the foster care system, whether they're they're neglected, their uh, biological parents had there's there's some sort of issue at the home, and they go into the system, and a lot of times they don't have anybody advocating for them, and and uh, the these court appointed special advocates could be the only person in their life that is is really pushing for them. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, the, the program was originally started in the Seattle area when a judge um, realized that they really didn't have very much information to use when making choices and decisions about the lives of the, of the children in these cases. Um, you know, these children have experienced a lot of trauma um, if, when their case opens up. Um, they're kind of torn out of the life that they know. Um, sometimes they're pulled away from their school, their friends, their family. Um, and really left um, in a world that, that feels like it's full of strangers. Um, and so our volunteers, uh, through uh, appointment from the courts, uh, work with these children throughout the duration of their case. So they can be with them for two, four, six, even some for 10 years, if that's how long the case lasts, there to provide consistency and advocacy for their needs. Who are your, your volunteers? What, what type of backgrounds do a lot of them come from? And, and what type, is there any experience needed to become an advocate? Uh, no specific experience is needed. Uh, volunteers for our program um, really come from uh, in almost every, uh, uh, from every type of background. We have uh, people who are working, not working, retired, um, coming from all different types of professions. Uh, the key is that our program provides 40 hours of training before they are appointed to cases. So no matter what, what, you're, um, what you know about the foster care system, frequently it's almost nothing if we haven't been a person who's uh, been a part of it. Um, our staff train these volunteers before they're appointed to, to work with children. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that process. So 40 hours of training, uh, is there there's some sort of matching process? What can I expand maybe a little bit on the process for becoming an, an advocate? Sure. Well, the, the first thing I recommend is to go to our website, casalakecounty.com. Um, there we explain uh, the process of first meeting with our staff uh, for an introductory interview where we explain the process and also learn a little bit about the potential volunteer 
then uh, they'll join a class of about 10 or so other new volunteers to go through training. Um, it's uh, two times a week for about three hours each time um, over the course of about five weeks. And through that, get to know the foster care system, get to know the role of what a CASA volunteer does. Um, and then uh, our volunteers are uh, sworn in by the judges in our courts, um, at which point our program will then appoint them to a, to a family of children or a, or a single child, depending on kind of the best fit of that volunteer, their interest and their background and uh, how that fits with the needs of children. This has to be just like a an unbelievable learning experience for the advocates involved because yes uh it's 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 very difficult for some of us to put ourselves in the shoes of a child who has gone into the system who is in the foster system and and uh uh, the 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 being as, as you said getting a lot of of interaction with strangers and there's just that lack of of normalcy so Somebody who's a, a volunteer going in who doesn't have a whole lot of, of experience in the matters learning all of this stuff, it, it just has to be a, a, an incredible learning experience. It is, yeah. And um, in addition to going through training, we also provide support um, ongoing while, uh, while our volunteers are advocating for children. So they, they learn a lot going through training, but of course you can't learn everything. Um, this is a, a legal system, and so there are a lot of um, – of rules and specifics. And uh, because of that, we also have um, supervisory staff who work as mentors and guides um, for volunteers throughout their entire time working with our program. And so they'll kind of be there as a, as a resource to, to bounce ideas off of, ask questions to, um, really almost anything uh, to help support volunteers um, uh, as they go through the specifics of the, of the ch- case of the children they're working with. Brendan Siegfried, the Director of Development for CASA Lake County, joining us on Score Values this morning. One of the statistics from your website that jumped out to me is that children with an advocate uh, spend, on average, seven and a half months less in foster care. An amazing statistic. Why do you think that is? Well, I think the biggest part of it is that our volunteers help the judges to be able to identify uh, the best placement for a child going forward um, in a, in a efficient manner. Um, in addition to that, our volunteers also support placements. So they can make sure that, that um, placements aren't breaking down, children aren't having to move more frequently than is absolutely um, needed for, um, for that child's best interest. Um, that can be helping connect families to um, resources uh, if they're uh, experiencing job loss or, or things of that nature. Also for uh, special needs of the children, whether that be like medical, psychological, um, educational, uh, our volunteers are constantly sourcing um, ways to support families, um, whether they be um, biological parents, foster parents, um, really anyone who's in the child's life. Uh, we're, we're there to, to try to help in any way that we can. Well, Brendan, October 13th is a big day for you guys. The 30th anniversary of your your organization, uh, Casa Lake County, and you guys have a, a gala coming up. Uh, tell folks how, how they can register, how they can attend, and, and ways that they can get involved outside of being a volunteer, possibly donating to the cause. Yeah, that's right. Um, so becoming a Casa volunteer is, I, I think, one of the most incredible types of um, uh, volunteer experiences someone can, can take on. 
but it is a big commitment. Um, and so oftentimes uh, people want to be able to be supportive of the work that we're doing, but can't commit to the 40 hours of training and the, the years of service in, in support of a child. And so for that reason, I really encourage anyone um, to also go on our website, casalakecounty.com, um, where there's information about our 30th anniversary gala uh, taking place at the Western North Shore um, in Wheeling on the 13th, as you said. Um, that event raises about a quarter of our annual operating budget. And so it, it supports roughly about 150 children every year through our program. Um, and uh, we'll have uh, raffles, a live auction, a silent auction, a dinner, band, dancing. Um, uh, it'll be a really great night. And um, I, I encourage anyone who's interested in helping support um, the cause of the children we serve and the work of our volunteers uh, to check out our website and uh, and consider joining us for um, for what I hope and, and expect to be a, a really wonderful evening. Brendan Siegfried, the Director of Development for Casa Lake County. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. Great stuff there from Brendan Siegfried, the Director of Development for Casa Lake County. If you want to find out anything more about what Casa Lake County does and their mission and how you can donate or get involved, casalakecounty.com is the website. I also want to thank Susanna Wickham, the CEO of Paws Chicago, for joining us. They have plenty of events coming up from an adoption event at Avent for Men in Highland Park on October 14th. You can keep up with what they have going on at Paws Chicago. That's going to do it for another edition of Score Values. If there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future edition of our show, or if you'd just like to share information about an upcoming charitable event, simply send us an email at scorevalues670 at gmail.com. Once again, that's scorevalues670 at gmail.com. I'm Alex Kuhn, and thanks for listening to this week's edition of Score Values on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 